Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. Hi, I'm David Almeida. I'm your host. I'm an actor in beautiful Orlando, Florida, and this is the podcast where I sit down with an actor or artist friend. We watch an episode of the classic sitcom, The Facts of Life, then I hit record. We talk about the show and anything and everything else we could possibly think of. This week, my guest is Trinelle Mooring. She's back. Yay. You may recall she was unfortunate enough to watch a season one episode with me. It was Molly's Holiday. I refer to that as though she was the season finale, and I forget that that wasn't the last episode of season one. That was, of course, dope. And the distinction of helping me with that episode goes to James Brendlinger. So a little oops on my part. Sorry about that. Um, My roommate was dog sitting at the time I recorded this. So you may hear some random muffled dog yelps in the background. (laughs) They were very well cared for. I promise you no animals were harmed in the production of this podcast. Uh, They were just freaking out a little bit because it was uh, raining and thundering a little bit. So um, if you're hearing those weird noises in the background, you're not crazy. That's that that is totally there. Uh, Trinelle and I watched season three, episode 11. It is called Legacy. And the original air date was January 6th, 1982. I think we're ready to jump on in, people. Let's face the facts with Trinelle Mooring. Back for a return engagement. Ladies and gentlemen... Children of all ages, it is Trinelle Mooring. Yay! Hi. <laughs> She's unusually hyper today. I need you to calm down, girl. Uh, I'll try. You're at 11? I need you to 3, okay? Okay. <laughs> she's she's low-key because we just watched Legacy. Oh. Season 3, episode 11 of The Facts of Life. And, well, it's given us a lot of things to think. It is when stuff got real. <laughs> got real real on a special episode of Facts of Life. It's they're all so very special, so, aren't they? So earnest. Yes. Teachable it is. moments. Teachable. <laughs> or so we watched this show mm-hmm. and um as I mentioned in a previous podcast, you had said, uh, David, don't hesitate to bring me to shows that deal with racial things. Yes, because I'm quite comfortable being uh, my white friend's token black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I'm um, I'm comfortable around white people. I don't know what I thought you were going to say. No, but... you, no, no. That was... <laughs> I've been did... studying y'all for many, many years, so I'm <laughs> quite comfortable in this environment. <laughs> exactly. I thought you were going to say something along stuff. You know, some of my best friends are white, so I, I absolutely... I, I can get along with I them. I can, I can. I like Nickelback. <laughs> I honestly God I do. It's my secret shame. <laughs> but I um I had texted you about the question of where Steve Pernick and I being assholes mm. calling out the writers for Tootie's grandparents talking about the good old days. Oh my gosh. And I did uh speak in the outro what you had texted back. Written by white people, David. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So uh, when this one, this one came up like right after that. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. So who to get, um, who to get, who to get Trinelle? Yes, exactly. Um, Before we go into the episode, you Mm -hmm. might recall uh, your last time you were here at Mm -hmm. the end, you capped off season one. We went out with a whimper (laughs) with Molly's holiday and her parents divorcing. (laughs) dad leaving the girlfriend in the car and then she shows up and like, stay, stay in the car yeah, stay. <laughs> stay in the car I told you oh god i cracked the windows what the fuck oh man you had one job not be here and here yeah. you are uh, dad you're wearing a turtleneck and oh, a medallion uh, with your coke bottle glasses oh no but um and since then i have so frequently repeated read the room i love that term read the room and um, so now we're in season three. The show has really established itself with its better writing, its yeah. better delineation of character. Um, how significant did the difference seem to you? I mean, it it seemed uh, a lot different. I was trying to think of a more clever way to say it, but no. Um, <laughs> well, there's not 50, 11 girls running around. Uh, yeah. You got, you know, your four core girls, you know. And, and so distinct. Yes. How they... 
when you have strong characters mm-hmm. with the point of view and with the history and the backstory, everything else, everything seems to fall into place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And one thing I was, when I was watching, I was like, oh, well, Blair, she's really, her her Southern accent doesn't come out. And then I was like, oh, nope, never mind. There it is. Yeah. It's, oh, that's right. Because we... In the beginning, it was... It was it mm-hmm. was profound. Now it's just certain words, like most Southerners. It's just, yeah, it sneaks out. Because yeah. you did bring that up that you were like, she's from Texas, isn't she? Yeah, she's she? not from Connecticut. <laughs> and um, it was in the following episode right after yours where we were coming back from the summer hiatus. Uh-huh. And at one point she says, you know, oh, I have to bring all my bags in. Like it, there's, mm. there's one line on her entrance before Joe gets there where yeah. it's like, woo, twangalicious. Oh, my God, Damn near mini pearl. Yep. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> Just show your age. <laughs> yes. So before we get into this episode mm-hmm. and uh, people learning and understanding why you are here and why it is a racially charged episode, bum, bum, bum. I always ask my guests if you would please give a one to two sentence synopsis of what we just watched, similar to what you might see in the TV guide listing, just to give us a quick. Uh, introduction. The new library will be named after Blair's grandfather, who she loves and adores, but she finds out that her grandfather has a dark, pun intended, secret. (gasps) Beautiful! (laughs) Bam! Yeah, don't drop my mic, please. No, I'm not going to drop the mic. That was a mic droppable little double meaning you did there. That was awesome. Good. Well, are you ready to get into this? Let's get into this. The episode begins with Roy chasing Joe into the cafeteria. Oh my God. Joe saying, no, never, not going to happen. Leave me the fuck alone. And Roy says, so you want to think about it? Yeah, just me too and all over the place. <sighs> it was, it's so uncomfortable to watch with these, you know, these modern eyes. And I will tell you, I remembered this is his second episode. Mm-hmm. We've seen Roy once before. And I did remember somewhere that I was fairly sure he dipped and kissed Joe during the series Uh without her consent. Mm -mm. Um, I was reminded that's during the graduation episode. That's his graduation gift to her. And the punchline of the scene is him grabbing her, dipping her, and planting one on her. And on that laugh, they dissolve to the next scene. Ew. Ew. Well, one thing I did like about... um how Roy was uh, um, sexually harassing uh, Joe, Joe? Mm-hmm. that Miss, Mrs. Garrett does shut it down. <gasps> yes. She pushes him away. Yes. Like walks him out in that, you know, the, the, the wonderful, the little old lady who is like, do not fuck with me. Yeah. Way. She does a very good job with that. So I was that. very happy that happened. Yes. Very good. Um, now, what we learn is that When they come into the cafeteria, Mrs. Garrett and Tootie are there. And it's all, what's going on? And, (laughs) well, expositionally, I'm telling you, we're trying to think of other ways to raise money for the new library. And um, Joe suggests a car wash. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I had many a car washes growing up in student councils and stuff like that. I never did. I banned car washes, student government car washes. I washed so many cars. I never did. Really? We never did that in drama club in high school. Yeah, I always had some, like, us 15-year-old girls in our bathing suit tops (laughs) and bongo jean shorts holding up up signs. Speaking of Me Too moments. I know. Thank you. Um, so the other bit that comes out is, uh, oh, uh, the, the, the thing that makes Mrs. Garrett chase Roy out is he says, I'll help along with the car wash, Joe. I'll handle the white walls if you handle the back seat. Ugh. And that's when Mrs. Garrett just backs him out and is like, no. No, 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 no. We are thinking that Roy is over 18 He's a working person. Yeah. But um, the deal is, uh, Joe is still technically 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point. So it is not appropriate. So the other bit of exposition that comes up is, why are we trying to raise money for the library? Didn't Blair's grandfather donate $500,000 so that the library could be built? What? Well, of course. But the thing is, that is what's going to pay for the library. But... 
What is going to pay for the books? A car wash. A car wash is going to pay for the books. All the books. It's going to be a book. Um, here's the deal. They're, they've, they mentioned this ahead. We, we get more into this whole thing about polling for to find out what kind of books people, the parents want, what the student body wants. Yeah. Okay. This is a school. They have to already have a library. There would already be books in their possession that would just move to the new library. Why are we not talking about this as expanding our collection? But they they honestly were talking about it like it's a new library and we don't have a book to go in it. We don't. We I don't know. We've been sharing the same book. And, <laughs> was it, is it? What's the name of the school? Eastland? Eastland. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for decades. Maybe if you girls turn in your textbooks at the end of the semester, we can <laughs> stack them on the shelves and it would look like we might have some books there. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like, of course, they, yes, they have a library. Yeah. It's like when you build a new library, it's usually to build on... And it anyway. was really small. Yeah. Or you budget. Yeah. <laughs> you say, maybe, maybe we won't build a half a million dollar library with a half a million dollar grant. When our girls are working in a sweatshop trying to pay for <laughs> these books. We could build a quarter million dollar library yeah. and buy a quarter million dollars worth of books. Yay. Just saying. Anyhow, um, it is all being named after Blair's grandfather, who is Judge Carlton Blair, mm. who we learn is Blair's mother's father. Yes. So that is kind of cool in that that means that Blair's mother's maiden name is Blair. Carlton Blair was her father. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So it's cool that we learn that Blair's first name comes from a family last name on yeah. her mother's side. I like that. I did like that. I, like I mean, that a lot. it comes from a trash lineage, but yay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yes. We'll get there. Um, so the idea is that Monica Warner was once Monica Blair. Um, Who's the guy? That the older man the, is it the principal? Mr. Parker. He is the headmaster oh, okay. of the school. Okay. And. Um, This is, before we get to Mr. Parker, though, Mm -hmm. I do want to um, point out two things about Blair. Number one, she had her hair trimmed since last show. Yes. The last show, she had so much, Joy was saying, how much hair is on her head? It was getting out of control. Blair has a lot of hair. And this is less than typical. It's been trimmed and it's just sort of just below shoulder length. Mm -hmm. But what they took away in length, they made up for in breadth. (sighs) It has been set and farofauceted. Yes. And it's... Aquanetted. <laughs> and, and, and it's gorgeous. She's it's Blair. Good. She's got a good head of hair. She's, yeah. And they play that up. Yeah. Absolutely. But we also have the issue of she's wearing a blue blazer. I don't know if I've ever seen a blue Eastland blazer. The girls have the maroon skirts, the maroon vests, and... The blue sweaters. Yes. Which is what you typically see Joe wearing. Mm -hmm. They're always wearing the sweater. Um, But Blair often is in her blazer, but the blazers, I believe, have always been marooned to this point. I don't know that we've seen a blue blazer before this. What in the blue blazer is going on? You go, girl. (laughs) Nice. I remember liking the look, though. I love love this color scheme with the blue. Yeah. No, no. I I do like the school colors in that they... They establish them and stick to them. Yeah. Now, the weird thing is that their gym outfits are more like a navy blue and a yellow. Huh. And, and their gym outfits, yeah. when you see them in all seasons, they at least they commit to it, but yeah. it is weird. Like, so why is there yellow? Is the, the shirt yellow? No, the shirt is like a light blue. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. It's just like a standard light blue button down Oxford. I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't believe we've seen it before. And this could be a first, and um, it is extremely, extremely unimportant to the world at large. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, So, yes, we have Mr. Parker, Mm -hmm. who has come in with Blair, and um, uh, Blair has been involved in the building of the library, and she's in full Blair mode of, oh, they were going to use mauve and rust colors together. Good thing I... Bought my swatches. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh. And uh, Mr. Parker is uh, there along just to sort of supervise. They have just come from the building site. Yes. Uh, Mr. Oh, gosh. Mr. Mis- Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker, who, you know, that little apple pie euphemism. 
I was like, um, what? It's, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, he looked uh, with his guy liner. We've we've talked about his guy liner before. I have. Was he in the Was he in the first season? Is that the same? No, one? he's okay. only been since this season. Okay. Season one was Mr. Bradley, oh, that just... guy, that regular mm. on the show, the one that was going off on vacation. Yes, yes. And uh, season two was Mr. God, I should know this. Season two, the new headmaster only appeared once, and it was Kenneth Mars. I don't know who that is. Do that's I? that's the guy from um, What's Up Doc and from Young Frankenstein. He's the German cop with oh, the hands. Oh, okay, yes. Like, and he's the voice of Triton in Little Mermaid. Like, he's had a impressive career and you're like what are you fucking doing in this shitty sitcom she said needed a gig he needed the gig um but the scoop is so yes mr parker has only been here since the beginning of season three and the only couple other times we've ever seen him it's always been in an adversarial type of a situation where mrs garrett needs money for more budget for the kitchen and he says no and there's one episode where he eventually comes around and puts himself on the line to get her a raise and says he will quit if the board doesn't approve it. So we have reason to assume that that went through okay. Yeah. But this is really the first time that we've ever had Mrs. Garrett kind of in full swoony, weird, flirty mode with him. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Yeah. But what he says is, so, Mrs. Garrett... What does a man have to do to get a slice of your apple pie? Absolutely not. <laughs> it was so... And she, and she goes right into, oh, I know. well, you just have to ask. Or what does she say? I, I think she just went into a full split. I yeah. <laughs> it was just, uh Yeah. So they go into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can leave the kids alone. Now, Blair is still in, oh, it's so wonderful to be doing this library. And my grandfather, I loved him so much. And he was a man dedicated to learning is one of the words she says. Oh, my goodness. Um, responsible meat and pole. Um, but before, okay, but before they go into the kitchen, Mr. Uh, Parker brings up the whole thing of, we need to decide what books. Yes. So we need to poll the students. And he says, and I wish I had somebody responsible and dedicated. And Blair just gives him a look. And he's like, oh, Blair. Yes. And then he says, it's going to be so much work and require so much paperwork. But thank you for volunteering. Yes. To which Blair has this look on her face that says, fuck all that noise. <laughs> yeah. But how does she? How does she compensate? Uh, well, you know, she delegates, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, um, you know, tootie. She goes to Tootie. Her worker bee. Calls her her worker bee. Oh. Yeah. That's going to prove awkward later. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, so um, the sort of wrapping up while Mr. Parker is in the other room, it's just uh, Joe is basically, typically Joe, like, oh, geez, like we need one more reason for Blair to get a swollen head around this joint. Yes. And she's like, great. Now we've got this. We got Mrs. Garrett planning this car wash thing. And then we've got Judy and Blair doing this polling and Natalie doing this big profile of Blair's grandfather for the school newspaper. Yes, yes. And um, very quickly, oh, there was a point where Blair looks at Joe and says, at least I have somebody as a role model in my family, not Andy Granatelli. Is Andy Granatelli a person or a character from a... I See, was that... Um, I don't know, because I thought, was that uh, a relative that um, Joe was talking about? Uh, or is it somebody we should know? Anthony Andy Granatelli was an American businessman most prominent as the CEO of STP, as well as a major figure in automobile racing events. So why is that? Why would that be a bad thing? He seemed to have done well for himself. I know, but that's Blair saying, honestly, before she's used the term Mr. Goodwrench. It's like, <laughs> you, you, you tried living, sleeping in the bed next to Mr. Goodwrench. Oh, yes. And that, that's really kind of what this joke is trying uh-huh. to be. But wow, that, it got nothing. 
Zero. It was crickets. Uh, maybe back in 1982, people knew who that was. Um, um, well, clearly not, because no. the audience didn't even. Eh, they, you might have know. <laughs> a record scratch. <laughs> We're playing an album. But with the earlier appearance of Mr. Parker, there's kind of this sense of Mrs. Garrett wanting to be about business yeah. and him always being like, why don't you make me something sweet to eat? Let me have some of your strudel. <laughs> and and in the earlier ones, they, they were in an adversarial type of a yeah. situation, though he did go to bat for her, mm-hmm. like I said. But in this case, the fact that she's kind of swoony around him, the fact that she's a dietitian and she's a, a mom, uh-huh. and it's like people, when someone tells you, you bake so well, usually it's like, well, thank you, not, I'm going to have good self-esteem for the rest of my life. <laughs> it, was, it was so weird. It was yeah. so weird. And, and now I don't want apple pie ever again. <laughs> and this could fall under the umbrella of, because the girls are so strong and so well-written now, mm-hmm. sometimes the episodes do feel like they're struggling and scratching a bit, trying to find funny things for her to do. Yeah. yeah because yeah. it's her show. And yet... Yeah, it's supposed to be. The shows, all of the plots revolve around the girls. Yeah. For the most part. But um, anyway, it is what it is. So... Um, Natalie shows up. Looking concerned. Very concerned. And um, uh, Natalie, never a fat joke, never reference to her weight, but Natalie says, "Um, I'm kind of shaken by what's been happening and I've been doing some research. I'm going to take two chocolate chip cookies and sleep till morning. Yeah. It's take two aspirin and call me in the morning. What did she say? And Take... um, Two cookies and go to bed or and something. And go to bed, yeah. But it was, it was eat two chocolate chip cookies. Like, okay, not a fat joke, but a food joke. Yeah, she's eating her feelings. She's eating her feelings. Yeah, which she does definitely. <laughs> um, so then, um, you know what? I've said this in the wrong order, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Mrs. Garrett, this is when Mrs. Garrett emerges from the kitchen mm-hmm. and all happy that Mr. Parker ate her pie. <laughs> and then, um, and then... <laughs> You've you, the reading the room. Um, Mrs. Garrett does her, and you got a flaw. And tur- Natalie turns on her and says, "Mrs. Garrett, can't you see I'm upset here?" That's when I thought, "Read the room." Like, yeah, <laughs> but it kind of came out of nowhere. It did. It did exactly. And um, <laughs> we were not too far away. I mean, the suicide episode was last season. Uh-huh. But for her to say, "Well, when Blair finds out what I've discovered, uh-huh. she's going to want to hang herself from her family tree." Ah. Uh. Whew. Wow. A little dramatic, girl. A little bit. A little dramatic. <laughs> so that's the end of the scene. And then we go up to the bedroom. And in it, Blair is laying on her bed, going through the album. Yes. Remembering fondly her grandfather. Joe has got a baseball glove that she is just swatting the ball into. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I made note of that. Like, in the the first scene of the show, no, you... Her tie is kind of undone to show that she is a tough girl. Yeah. And then in this scene, to, you know, again, reiterate the fact that she is tough, she's got a baseball and a glove. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's, if Matthew were here, he'd be like, lesbian reference number seven. I know. Oh, I did have a little crush on her. I didn't know what a crush was back then. Yeah. But I did have a crush on Joe. Yeah. So many people do. I I'm did. surprised how many, when I say who was your favorite, so many people say Joe. And it's because uh, Joy last week was saying it's just because because she is so no bullshit. Yeah. And you have to admire that, particularly when they're on a sitcom surrounded by characters that you need a level of bullshit yeah. to make things work. Yeah, I think I mentioned it was her. It was um, and Christy McNichols uh, and, oh. uh, and Jodie Foster. <laughs> what Trunell? My my radar was strong when I was a child. You, is, is there something you haven't told us? Or? I yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> People's are cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Blair does sort of say, and this is kind of a nice moment where she mm-hmm. says, I remember him so fondly. He was always there. My mm-hmm. stepfathers came and went, but he was, for all intents and purposes, the constant male authority figure in her life. Yeah. And she remembers him sitting by her bedside and holding her hand when it's... she had the, uh, chicken pox and 
things like that. So these are really nice yeah. uh, memories that elevate him. And they do establish that he was very special to her. Not yeah. not because he was rich, because emotionally yeah. he was there. Um, then Natalie comes in. And Blair's all, oh, you've been doing your research. Tell me, tell me what's been going on. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, a blimp. Gotta go. Yeah. Well, Natalie finally has to come clean and say, okay, here's what I'm discovering, Blair. <laughs> he was involved in the civil rights movement in yeah. the 1960s. And Blair's like, oh, is there nothing he didn't do that wasn't awesome? And well. Natalie's like, well. Yeah, he was very active in the civil rights movement, denying the rights to African Americans. He deliberately um, stopped busing. He he shut down schools yes. so that they would not have to be integrated. Mm-hmm. And um, Blair is, and this is a very curious thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. So Blair is like, "You've got to be wrong. That can't be." And so uh, Natalie says, "Read this," and she says. Okay, Carlton Blair, age 78, passed mm-hmm. away, blah, blah. She goes, this is just his obituary. And Natalie says, that's not the one that ran in most of the papers. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what paper this ran in. Ooh. But it basically says um, he was, it, it, it reinforces what Natalie says. And he was also later discovered to be uh, a heavy financial supporter and member and Blair looks shocked, throws down the article, and runs out of the room. Hair just blowing <laughs> her, behind yeah, her. Her hair, her hair left three minutes later. Yes. But uh, Trinell, tell us what was the big revelation of news that Joe then reads? Members of the Ku Klux Klan. <gasps> and then everybody looks at Tootie. <laughs> <laughs> like and, they do. And then we have a facts of life long, slow. Yes. Silent yeah. fade to commercial. I did have a question. Yeah, please ask it. How did Nellie get that newspaper clipping? You're not supposed to le- take that from the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an actual clipping from a newspaper. I know, like not not a printout from a microfiche. N- no, it was like no. the actual. And what newspaper? I mean, clearly it was a new, uh, like a liberal newspaper. Yeah. Like it was the the village voice saying, yeah, this guy died, but he was a fucking asshole. Yes, yes. So I don't know what newspaper this could possibly be from. Where did she go? I mean, we already established that there's no library at the school. (laughs) Yeah. And and let's take this a step further, because while we're here at commercial, um, let's ask some more questions that the sitcom doesn't answer. Does Blair call her mother, maybe, and say, Mom? Did you know this? Is that, you know what? I was wondering about the Blair's mom and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. I ironed the sheets yeah, for I him, know. darling. It's like... Yeah, I was wondering about that. If they... But no, they don't check their... It's like it was printed in one article in one paper, and therefore it is true. It's like the internet. Yes. It's true maybe, automatically. Maybe it was in one of like a predominantly African-American publication. But then how would Natalie get that? The... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a the, lot of holes. The the uh, yes, exactly. Was there was there like a special newspaper in Harlem? I mean, there, probably a, yeah. a newsletter or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you don't know. Uh, uh, well, I'll have to go to the meeting and find out exactly okay. I, which I, one. I, I it thought was. you. I thought you. I, the Harlem Herald. No. <laughs> <laughs> you made me. I'm sorry. I've said too much. <laughs> I'd have to kill you. No, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um yeah so we are left with this big heavy moment heavy. before we go to our commercials um what did we discuss any commercials when you were last here did i ask you what a favorite commercial was i, I think i might have picked I up on that remember. later um like favorite commercials of the era yeah like is there something that pops to mind when you think something of- just popped in my mind what it was the snoopy snow cone machine <gasps> You put oh the ice cube in it and the snow comes out. 
I remember that. I loved it. One thing I didn't realize with the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine, it, for, to describe it for these, maybe the younger viewers, you put these ice cubes into, the, it looked like a Snoopy doghouse from yeah. the Peanuts. And you put ice cubes in it, and then you have this little um, grinder, and I'm literally miming it, yeah. and the, um, the yeah. ice comes you, she out. She knows of, no one can see her. It's okay. <laughs> the, um, I think the, the ice comes out the dog door. One thing I realized like many, 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 many years later is that it was probably best to use like bagged ice and oh, not the ice, cubes. not the ice that you make at home because trying to turn that crank with the uh, upper body strength <laughs> of an eight-year-old is not <laughs> shaking. Uh, <yeah>. <laughs> it never worked. You're like, it's, screw it. Someone just take me down to the 7-Eleven, give me a Slurpee. And how many parents... Would have to clean up after that, uh, where there'd be ice left over that would ice melt. Ice and like the flavorings. Yeah, because then the, you'd add the flavored syrup. It was yeah. just, it was like a home shaved ice kit. God. But with the Snoopy and the Snoopy dog, I have yeah. not thought, I'm, I'm going to find that on YouTube and I'm going to post it on the website. It is, I loved it, but I'm just trying, I remember just trying to crank that <laughs> son of a bitch. With the big ass ice cube tray yes. ice cubes, yeah. Because <laughs> I stop using all my ice. <laughs> Because no one had ice makers when no, we were kids. No. That was like super crazy rich people stuff. Yeah. Ice makers. Wow. Um, well, well, actually, super crazy rich people had ice makers. Yes. They were African Americans. Oh, it was wah. my job. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, racism, humor. Yay. Bum, bum. So let's come back from commercial now. We're back. And we are setting up for the car wash. So we're in the car cafeteria. Wash. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Was that song out? It had to be. That was a yeah, 70s show. 70s, I think so. Was it, so it was like a Funkalicious, disco-y yeah, no. type my, of I think thing. my parents had the album. Yeah. Um, so what we learn expositionally from the others is that Blair has demanded to be a part of this car wash. Yes. And has demanded that she have to do the really shitty parts of the um, work, like yes. the ashtrays and scrubbing the grills and stuff oh remember when cars had ashtrays oh my god we have cigarette lighters but it's not a cigarette lighter no it's a power source now yeah but um yeah so blair is trying to do penance for this discovery um we do have to pause mrs garrett is wearing a very bright orange blouse with dark i believe they're black polka dots in a very odd non um a very random pattern. Yeah, it, it, it's it, Halloweeny looking. It, it's like she's getting you ready for her audition f- for the worst witch. <laughs> the worst. We need to Matthew and I need to watch that. Have you have you ever seen it? I, I've seen it, but okay. like we need to watch it and comment. Okay, on it or you know something. that you know she she plays her own twin in it too. Yeah, it's it is so. Well, is, is there? Tw- yeah, there's twins. Off. Yeah. Growing up isn't easy. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love Mildred Hubble, man. Oh, my friend Todd Michael uh-huh. introduced yeah. me to it. And when he put it, the he, I think he had the VHS at the time. This was years ago. He said, uh, you're going to see The Worst Witch, David. And you are going to wonder how was there not a lawsuit against J.K. Rowling when Harry Potter was mm-hmm. first published? Because mm-hmm. this is literally girl Harry Potter. Yes. Charlotte Ray is playing both Dumbledore and Snape as yes. the good and the bad. Yeah. And, and and Tim Tim Curry is is like tripping balls. Like it's <laughs> like a <laughs> yeah, he is. like an acid poppers trip. I don't know. It takes you just like you just put Voldemort, that in there. Whatever. He, there's nobody else in that scene with them. It's just <laughs> The eighties, fantastic. Uh, the effects are so. It's like the whole awful. program was made and written in basic. It was just. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. Sh- that show was my jam. You didn't see it as a child? Uh, no, <gasps> I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I that, somehow missed it. Yeah, that's deep in my psyche now because I and, saw it as a little girl. And, and remember, because we're well, we're not that. We're we're. There's, there might be just enough age difference in yeah. us. There were that just I might have just missed it. Yeah. Um, so uh, the thing that was odd about this blouse was, as she walked away, I thought, so is she wearing a black skirt with it? And as she walked away, I'm like, that skirt almost looks like it might be purple, like it's a deep color. Um, later, when we go to the library in the next scene, mm-hmm. she's got on the jacket that matches this skirt suit. Yes. And it's one of those where. It might be a 
black shade that's registering as a very dark color, but it looks like either a very dark plum purple or maybe a brown. Ooh. In, in either case, neither of those go with a bright orange, pumpkin orange shirt with black random spots mm. on it. Uh, <laughs> Costuming fail. Costuming fail. We try something new. We, yeah. yeah. We, we did the blue blazer and we got excited. I know. It's, it's <laughs> we, anybody's game now. <laughs> we said, we're running with this shit. <laughs> um, Tootie comes in wearing a sweater. Very, very large for her. Oh. Except in the clouch. We're going to point out Tootie, who always wanted to develop, is clearly developed. Went club blam, bam, bam. Charlie Kim feels... Bam. Yeah. So she's in this oversized sweater and she's really playing up that the sleeves are long because we can't really play up that it's it's not hanging on her like you would comedically hope it would because she is so busty. But I, the, the sweater made me giggle because does that sweater fit Blair? I, what kind of circus arms does Blair have? <laughs> But yes, it is Blair's sweater that Blair has given her. And what Tootie reveals is that um, all kinds of presents have been appearing. Blair has been giving her sweaters and uh, five different sweaters and skirts. And she keeps finding credit cards under her pillow. Which I'm like, yes. I mean, I don't want your hand-me-downs. I'd be like, bitch, use those Thank cards. Thank you. We're going, I don't know. What uh, you got Sacks. Well, no, because we have, uh, is it Wilkinson's? There's one department store oh, in Peekskill. Yeah, that's right, because it's not like a... No, this is God, not, Aisha, Har- Harrison's. God, I... How is that in your head? It's well, That's where Joe um, shoplifted the Hawaiian shirt from Mrs. Garrett. Oh, yeah. Joe. And And then later we reference it again. So Harrison's is clearly the department store in Peekskill. Mm. Um, and, oh, forgot to mention when Blair said she would take on the polling earlier. Mm-hmm. You know that one of the things I'm frequently obsessed with is how many extracurriculars Blair has going on because Blair is not just a full-time student at Eastland yes Blair also uh is somewhat of an artist she entered an art show where she had a um piece win an award Mm -hmm. Uh, we know that she also has in her back pocket that she's a vaudevillian performer and does terrible jokes with cousin Jerry oh Jerry from her childhood Mm -hmm. uh we know that Blair also is in the debate club, because there was the episode dealing with uh, the debate uh, with uh, Bink Parker, mm-hmm. uh, the debate club. We know that Blair and all the girls are allegedly somehow involved in this suicide prevention hotline that they all started oh, after yes. uh, their friend Cynthia uh, took her own life last season. And um, there's more there. I just, I've been... We haven't we haven't had to address this in a while, but on top of it, she is now heavily involved in the construction and design of this library and also is going to take on this polling thing. Mm, I don't see the problem. <laughs> no, because when, when I was a kid, when I was in high school, I was involved in so oh. much. I, oh man, Honor Society track, band, beta club, German club, quiz bowl. Wow. Um, there's more. You know, all the class cabinets. And and you sewed and made costumes back then, too. No, I didn't start sewing until, like, 2010. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very recent. That's new. So Blair does finally appear. And she's all, is it okay for me to come in the room? Oh, Jesus. And it's just like, exactly. (laughs) And then she comes over to Tootie, and she's Uh. like... Um, Tootie mentions about, well, I got to do the, she's like, can I do something else for you, Tootie? And she's like, well, I got to do the polling. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I dumped that on you. And she yeah. says, oh, I, I'm your little worker bee. Yeah. And she said, I, I like doing it and, and flailing the, the sweater arms. Mm-hmm. And Blair's like, oh my God, did I call you that? Oh my God. <sighs> worker, worker bee is not a, a, a black epithet. No, negative. not, not. I've heard many hurled yeah. towards me so i don't remember that one yeah. that oh. is that's a new one <laughs> that's a new one okay so it's not like but it's just uh, yeah. she's trying she's doing too much <laughs> yeah and um tootie god bless her tootie states it and says blair stop it you are driving me crazy yeah and she said all of this stuff with the sweaters you're your and beautifully natalie the probably book smartest one and the writer yeah she interjects overcompensating and it's like yes that's the word yes 
And uh, absolutely right. And so Blair is like, but what can I do? I have to do something. And Tootie says, just be nice and just be my friend. That's all. That's all you got to do. And then as she goes into the, the Tootie exit line, it's time to start making dinner. And she said, hopefully Blair hasn't changed the menu to ham hocks. <sighs> so, mm. like when like Tootie was saying the sentence, I'm like, what? meal is going to be the end of this I'm yeah like, yeah you you felt it coming like, i was like it's like okay check okay watermelon chicken fried chicken chitlins pet black eyed peas something but grits. um but no i didn't think ham hocks i've been ham hocks is I, no I, yeah i didn't think that was gonna come out of her mouth okay that yeah that was farther down on the list of stereotypical yeah things yeah, yeah. um i guess uh, they didn't want to go pick, too far yeah p- pickle pig's feet oh and pig feet is kind of delicious. I've had it. You won't eat mayonnaise. But <laughs> you eat pig's feet. I mean, not like sitting down in front of Netflix and just with a whole barrel of pig feet. But, you know, my family's from Texas. So. Yeah, I guess you, it had to come your way at some yeah. point. But, oof. I don't like chitlins. <laughs> I don't even know what chitlins are. What are they? Like intestines. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, and they smell Gross. like shit. Rightfully so. It, well, gee, go figure. <laughs> but wow. <laughs> you have to clean up. <laughs> yep. So anyhow, we had to. And, but but happily, that's technically the worst, quote unquote, black joke we get all episode. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And that's to its credit because I, I thought it was going to be worse. I, yeah, I thought it was going to be a high. Because like, Brian and Sylvia was. Wow. Her calling him a vanilla hockey puck and uh. him saying to her. Uh, she says, oh, you're making me blush. And he says, with you, sometimes it's hard to tell. Oh and it's like, Ugh. why? Why? Yeah. Anyhow. White riders. <laughs> uh, B and J, Blair and Joe. So. Oh, um, yeah. Like, yeah. Be so, mean to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a little continued uh, Blair going a little off the deep end here saying, okay, I won't be showering to do with gifts, but I still feel like she still feels like she needs to pay some penance. Mm. So she's like, you know, I, I need to suffer more. Joe, be mean to me. You're actually being kind of nice through yeah. all this. And Joe's like, yeah, I might be coming down with something. Yeah. Wugga, wugga. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe says, stop this. You don't have to take the rap for him is yeah. the way she does you it. You didn't do this. And, um, through the course of Blair saying, no, Joe, I want to, I need to be less snobby. I need to not look down at people. I need to experience like you. Yeah. Show me how to be a common shitty trash person just, with uh, no class like you. Show me. Well, then Roy comes in. On at cue. The perfect moment. Yeah. On cue, he calls Joe his little vixen. <sighs> not a word I would use to describe Joe. Yeah, that's a one Joe. No, that's not, she's not a big And Nixon. two, she's—is that a word to call any seventeen-year-old? No, uh, we the, the Me Too moments. Yeah, uh, we did talk about when we first met Roy, though. That casting-wise, he is perfect. Yes. Don't you think? Yes, he's great. He is perfect because um, if he was more attractive. He would come off as cocky. Yeah. Or entitled. The fact yeah. that he's not hideous but not super yeah, cute yeah and and that he's cheerful about it yes. the fact that he's just her rejections it's not a sense of well fuck you bitch i'm gonna make you like yeah me. it's just a, oh <laughs> i'm irresistible yes and it that's refreshing it's it's, it's a safe sort of harassment yeah exactly <laughs> if, if you know what if we're gonna have inappropriate sexual harassment yeah he's the type of yeah. Accessible. Yeah, accessibility Ex- is very important when you're... Accessible <laughs> sexual harassment, yeah. or ASH, as I like to call <laughs> it. Um, but he's got two tickets to the Bolorama, and he is insisting that Joe go with him, and Blair instantaneously is like, boom, that's <gasps> it. Take me. That sounds awful and tacky, so let <sighs> me go with you. And, and so Joe... I, and again, perfect Roy. He's like, ladies, ladies, don't fight over me. <laughs> oblivious. Oblivious. And so um, Blair is insistent. And he's like, sorry, I'm a one woman fella and Joe's my woman. So Joe swallows her pride and says, if you would take Blair, I would be very grateful. Ugh. To the sense like I would owe you something which is uncomfortable it is because 
she's not doing much (laughs) to warrant that kind of so he leaves he says pick you up at seven and then joe was like are you happy now you got a date with the nerd and now i am indebted to him what else are you gonna do cancel the library Uh... end of scene and then we go to the construction site ah and now Mr. Parker and Mrs. Garrett are there just checking things out. Um, Bravo set designers. Looks like a library. It's got arches. Yeah. Columns. Okay. Um, why is Ms. Garrett, Mrs. Garrett there? Uh, because it's her show. Okay. Because what? what's her job again? Dietitian. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, among Blair's extracurriculars, it is being 25% of the team that feeds an entire school. They feed them every day, three meals a day, allegedly. Yes. And, oh, we missed uh, in the last scene. One of the first things she came out after Tootie in the sweater when she first appears, she's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it the Carlton Blair Library of Black Studies. And they're like, wait, what? And Tootie even says, a section? Yeah, a section's fine. And, And actually, one would hope that any... No. I guess 82, you weren't. Even freaking now. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, Lord. But we're in New York. We're outside. We're in New York oh, State. Oh, yeah. Peekskill. Outside of the city. But no. Speaking yeah. of which, I've been to the African American uh, Museum in D.C. And it's delightful. Is it? I it's hear that. so good. It is so, it was, it's amazing. Uh-huh. It's so good. I, I really want to go. And it's, I... Uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, interesting because I, you know, I went to Australia Mm -hmm. last fall and we did go to a couple of museums there. And Australia is in a big thing, kind of like where we were about maybe 10 years ago with the, oh, what we did to the indigenous people is kind of bad. They they were dicks to the indigenous people. Oh, like taking away their children like that, that, like half like white half indigenous people yeah and they would take them away and put them in orphanages because they oh just yeah oh, the whole, yeah so there's colonizers um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, and, and I mean, again and it's like australia was already supposed to be the, the displaced people yeah there were so many every single place we went so many museums and so many places and and public art yeah. there was so much of it that was uh honoring the indigenous, I think, think they just call them indigenous people. Do they, or aboriginal. Oh, well. uh, is, that think, a, is, that, is that a bad word? I think that might be a bad word now, oh, aborigine. Okay, oh, so uh, um, take that out. Yeah. I don't want to let her. And, um, but yeah, I think I think they call them just indigenous Again. Uh, people. So, um, so there was so much of that around in the aesthetic of like uh, the public art, mm-hmm. every museum, every, every gallery yeah. that we walked into in the city had some type of... Or, or something yeah. there, and it was it was really kind of cool. Yeah, they were here. They were yeah, here. They were here. They, they existed. Were... We treated them badly, trying to make up for a lot of shit. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, part of me is just like, okay, it's it's this millennium. It still felt very fresh. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, guys, you know, we're we're still we're still dealing with our shit here. Yeah. But we we were coming around. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Even Marlon Brando in the 70s. Yes. Was like, hey, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you want to celebrate Columbus Day, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really a good holiday? He was lost. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he was a great. I mean, he was a great navigator, explorer. He yeah, was, as yeah. far as managing his ships and his teams yeah. and surviving and stuff. No, Columbus was a badass when it came to that. But... <sighs> you know, chopping fingers off and then... Yeah, <laughs> we, I, I draw the line there. Yeah, yeah I a do. little torture and killing. Yeah, that's that's not cool. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, but Tootie said, yeah, maybe a section, Blair, but not an entire library of black studies. I mean, I know we haven't bought any of the books yet. Yes. So maybe we could buy all black books. I just like it's just nothing but you know James Baldwin and yeah the Alice Walker uh, yeah. room. Yeah, I know <laughs> the Alex Haley roots. Yeah, have the roots and the roots uh, okay. to Electric Boogaloo. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know and you know the Maya Angelou poetry. Yeah, wing. like a lot of jet and ebony magazines sitting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and the video cassette library would have all the Shaft movies. Yes, you know, like Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. 
Uh, so I, I meant to point that out earlier. Okay. So now Blair shows up at the construction site and she says, uh, we are not going to, I don't want to pay for this anymore. Shut this shit down. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And um, Mr. Parker is like, <laughs> and she's like, I've learned that my grandfather was a terrible man. And he says, really? The check cleared. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So therefore one has to ask if the check clear, duh, which would have had yeah. to if they started this construction. Yeah. It's like, I, Blair, I, even if you want to, I don't think you're going to get your money back, girl. It, Yeah, you're not. Yeah, that, that it's been spent. Yeah. There's, that's a lot of car washes to get that's, the money back. <laughs> that's a yeah. lot of car washes. Yeah. So I'm not sure that that's the best thing. Anyway, um, pause, costume check again. This is where Mrs. Garrett is wearing the blazer that mm-hmm. we discussed. Mr. Ge- uh, Mr. Parker is wearing a gray jacket and gray pants, but the grays do not match. No, I, I noticed that. His pants are like a medium blue gray, and his jacket is like a wool, sort of a, leaning more towards a middle gunmetal charcoal gray. Yeah. They blew the costuming budget on Mrs. Garrett's little um, Halloween ensemble. <laughs> or they blew it on the set. Yeah, that that's true. Yep. So, um, uh... The thing is, Mrs. Does Mrs. Garrett ask him to leave to have a moment? Or I, th- I think she does. Does she ask him to leave? I don't remember. I feel like she did. But As you know, school dietitian, you know, she yeah. can do that with the she head. She can mess. say, "Yeah, arroint thee." Yeah. And so we have the inevitable Mrs. Garrett wisdom mm-hmm. sitting down mm-hmm. and let's talk it out. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, his exit line is, uh, well. Okay, whatever you've got to talk about, make it quick. The cement is hardening. Mm. That is going to be important later. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he's not talking about mm-hmm. her apple pie. And That's what I thought. <laughs> that was like, uh, I don't want him to say anything about... Words I don't want to hear him say harden. Uh, yeah, no. Moist. No. <laughs> erecting any pillars. No. I just, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. No, vagina. This is, I just don't. Want to... <laughs> no, when Blair tells before they leave, when Blair tells Mr. Parker he's a bad man, he's like, "How bad could he be?" And she's like, "KKK bad." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, yeah." Shit. I kind of like that, you know. In '82, that's still like, because I feel like now is not. <laughs> it's, oh, in this in this environment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the deal is, um, yeah. So his. His leaving is kind of like Mrs. Garrett's like, let me see if I can help this yeah. situation. She's like, okay, good. The cement's hardening. Um, so uh, Mrs. Garrett says, just because someone disappoints you doesn't mean you have to stop loving them. And it's like... Mm. Uh, that seems more than disappointing. Mm. Yeah. Like, Grandpa was probably burning crosses in people's yeah. yard. <laughs> yeah, and you hope... Nothing. You yeah. hope lynchings weren't involved yeah, there, but... but yeah. yeah. That money went to rope. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, that would that not maybe, fall under the category of disappointing. Yeah. I'm, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, that's like disappointing is missing a birthday. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I would I would agree with you. Not missing a birthday because you were running a black family out of town because they're trying to have a business. <laughs> uh, yeah, not, not cool. You you had some bricks to throw through, through some store windows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but Blair is still kind of like, uh, well, I don't know. And then, fortunately, we get to the meat of the matter, where she says, well, when you consider he was a man who spread ignorance, isn't a library a fitting gift? Yes. And that's where we get the ding. And you're like, okay, we'll give you that one, Mrs. G. Yeah, that was fine. That was a win. Yeah. Um, So, and yeah, the sense that you can't change the past, it's... (laughs) You can't change the past. No, you can't. You can't go in your time machine and, yeah, you got to think on a broader scale. What can you do? What can your penance be? And the- Yeah, and so, um, you know, they're not honoring him. There's, he's not going to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Blair smartly and the writers, I think, yeah. smartly uh, can click into that and say, Blair says, fine, but 
I don't want the Blair name on it. Yeah. Because she was clearly loving. She even at one point said, oh, the Blair Library. <laughs> I call it that. Of course, it's the Carlton Blair. You know, I can't hate on that. I wouldn't mind a library named after me. You want a Trinell Library? A Trinell Mooring Library of arts, cosplay, and cake. And, and black studies, And of black course. studies. Of well, course. I mean, I'm black and I study, so it's a given it's black studies. <laughs> uh, so, um... So Blair says, I don't want the Blair name on it. Let's just call it the Eastland Library. And that's like, okay. They don't have one already, though? (laughs) Uh, Eastland Library 2 Electric. The the Annex Boogaloo. (laughs) Electric Boogaloo, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then Blair says, huh, to think that I was so happy about my name being a part of this. And Mrs. Garrett looks over and gets a little twinkle in her eye. And she says, well, maybe it still can be. And she walks over to a little area and says, I think the cement is just about right. And hands her a stick or a pole or something. Some dowel. (laughs) A dowel that's sitting around there. And Blair in the cement in the middle of a probably a very prominent stair that's going to be quite an eyesore. I know. Writes B.W., her it's initials. It's going to be covered in carpeting. Yeah, they're going to come right in and cover it up. What the hell is this? Yep. <clears throat> and so then to get our funny ending of the episode, oh. Blair is like, huh, I feel better. I think I'm feeling... Mrs. Garrett says, you're getting the color in your cheeks back. Mm. And don't forget, you get to do your Mrs. Garrett impression, which I loved so much last time. I for- Did I do it? I don't even remember. I'm sorry. I don't you just kind of went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you, did. you made me choke. I didn't even know. I do some weird shit, don't yep. I? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and then Blair is all starting to build herself back up. I yes. feel better. Yes, that's right. I think anywhere I go now, I can hold my head up high. And here comes, what's his name? Roy. Mm-hmm. In a, a fabulous purple satin. Is that a bowling it's jacket? A bowling sh- cause it's a bowling shirt. It's a bowling jacket because he was taking her to the bowling. Yeah, alley. you know. Hair blown out. It was, seemed a little more, had a little more Travolta it, to it. It fluffed it up a bit. Yeah. yeah she used it. <laughs> I will say, I thought Blair's hair was a little deflated in the second act of the show. I feel like, it, well, I mean, maybe that was on purpose. Maybe I, she, maybe she didn't have the Con Air, um, you know, hot rollers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, they deliberately went, you know what? Let's, let's exemplify Blair's mood. Through her hair, yeah, and have it be a little deflated in Act Two, like Samson, just yeah. the power is in <laughs> yes. the hair. So I, I think that was a bit there, but yeah, Roy is decked to the nines. Yeah. He is ready. His pants his is night. tight. He is. His pants he is. thinks he might get his dick wet tonight. Oh my! One thing I wish about the ending, I wish it was Blair gave her last night. I can hold my head up high, and then the sounds of um, you know, um, the bowling ball going down and like the little. Oh, what are those things called? Pins. Pins being knocked down, and her just standing there in the bowling alley. Oh, they, they would have needed another set for that. But oh, yes, yes, yeah. Well, but yeah, to have her be there and then have a jump cut to yeah. her, and then her. <sighs> yeah, because we do end with Roy carting her off. She's yeah. got to make good on this. But does she? <laughs> she doesn't have to. Girl, girl, you don't have to go on that date. No, no means no. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, as he starts kind of marching her out for a date, she does the look back over her shoulder and the Blair Warner sigh. The yeah. do, do it again for me. Like, ah. Yes. Not to be confused with. <laughs> <laughs> Which is your Mrs. Garrett impression. <laughs> I should do voiceover work. <laughs> you should. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we get our little laugh at the end. And well, thank God racism isn't that bad if we can laugh at it. Yeah, just point and laugh. Whew. You know. No. Do you have any history or involvement or your family with the Ku Klux Klan? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Would you care to talk about it? Well, or? It, I, I'm not sure how true it is, but um, my great-grandfather uh-huh. was at least, well, I think he was white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was white. And he just, just disappeared, and family lore was that he was 
killed or taken by the clan because he was married to my grandmother who was he was black Ooh. yeah so i don't i don't know if that yeah is so you have but you have family folklore that involves. yeah and like because wow. my grandfather um he just lived his life as you know a black man but his sister um uh, was very light-skinned and she passed as a white woman oh uh-huh wow yeah hmm. so i mean when i first heard about this it well, I first saw her when I was like six or seven, and I was at my my grandmother's funeral, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I asked my mom, "Who's that white lady?" <laughs> I mean, it's not like I hadn't seen white people before. I lived in the yeah. suburbs, but it, when I was with my family, I never saw any white people. Of course, people. yeah. Um, and she goes, "That's your aunt." And then when I got <laughs> when I got older and learned about the concept of passing, it it, it used to make me mad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Why would you do that?" Yeah. But then I'm thinking. The 1950s, or my mom was born in 51, so like Texas. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. You, you kind of understand certainly. Yeah. It's anybody, like, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, the so many parallels have been drawn between the gay community and mm-hmm. the African American community. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, any parallel you can draw. You automatically have to say, and it is so not the same experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't say that you can't say it's the same thing, but yeah. there are similar concepts, and that's one of them. Yeah. The fact that you know, gay people technically can pass for straight. The yeah. default is there. I think I am identifiably gay on sight. <laughs> I do, and I believe, and there we know people also like that. Yeah. And I believe that. So the times when someone might think that I'm straight or what I'm like, what really? No, but because that's the default Yeah. and in a different time or a different era and, and I'm an actress. So yeah. I, you know, would have probably gone to certain places or auditions mm. and certainly pretended not to be a homo. So which is the, so odd in the arts. It's like, but it's, yeah, yeah it's so bizarre. Oh, I have I another encounter with the, um, at least the clan robe. I do um, a show at the History Center where mm-hmm. I'm Zora Neale Hurston and I'm in like the African-American experience. And that's um, the history of African-Americans in Central Florida. And, you know, there's a, a little section in the back that um, is like all like, you know, the race riots and like mm-hmm. the lynchings and like the assassinations. And there's a clan uh, costume, I don't know, the robe yeah. and glass. But that is the area where I wait before I jump out to be Zora Neale Hurston. So I've been like sitting next to this clan costume for like 15 years. Oh, but like at first, it, at it. it used to make me so uncomfortable, but I've done it so long. Yeah. I call it clanny. Clan- and, <laughs> and I've taken selfies with it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So Tornell, I love that you were able to come back and do another show. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. I am. I, I'm happy when people want to come back because then it's not a fluke or a, <sighs> I tolerated David this one time. And you fed me, so that's good. And I fed, nope, Matthew Arder, I did not feed her. No, I didn't get fed at all. No, not at all. So, Trinell, darling, I hope you will come back many, many times. I and will. thank you. Thank you. Bye. And there you have it. That was Trinell Mooring. Hopefully not the last time she will be with us. I asked her if I could post one of the pictures of her and Clanny, the clan's robe that is on display at the Orange County History Center, and uh, I'll put it up on the website. It is just, it's, it's beautiful and disturbing, and it, it's all the everythings. So a couple of points before I leave you here. First point is uh, this blue blazer situation. I said we had never seen a blue blazer before on one of the girls. They were always wearing maroon blazers. That is not true. I did do some research. I looked back at some episodes that had uh, a lot of girls, a lot of extras in the uniforms, and really none of them seems to ever wear the maroon blazer. Everybody is always in the vests, the maroon vests, or the blue cardigans, and that's it. We really rarely ever see blazers at all. 
But in the sex symbol episode, remember that one where Natalie let her reputation be ruined? Uh, I was looking at it because of Home Run Helen and all the girls in the background. And it turns out Blair was wearing a blue blazer in that. The scene where she and Joe are cracking up and falling all over each other, laughing at the prospect of Natalie being a sex symbol. That's Blair in a blue blazer. So... This is a new thing for me to obsess over. I will be watching that very closely, and we will continue to bring you in breaking news as we receive it. The second and last thing to address from the show is I did do some research about this uh, terminology for indigenous peoples to Australia. And among the many groups that fall under that umbrella of indigenous peoples, one of the groups is called the Aboriginal People. And that term is absolutely okay to use as long as aboriginal is the adjective form and it is followed by people. The term that is not cool is the term aborigine as a noun. Anywho, next week I'm going to be watching season three, episode 12. It's called Green-Eyed Monster. It's one I've been looking forward to for a really long time. And uh, it's one of my favorites, actually. So I'm going to have another special guest and uh, hope you tune on in and listen to that. For now, thank you for listening to this week's show, and remember, the facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson, Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle facethefactspod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts.